Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, uh, Trace will be with us, I'm sure, shortly. Maybe some surprise visitors, but we want to encourage you to be a part of the show. You can come on by Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevard Road, where it's getting ready for Halloween here, and you can see all the cool things that are happening. There was a a father that was trying to convince his daughter up on the porch to go closer to all the little. Uh, uh, ghouls and goblins and she walked up and she was like big eyed Uh it turned out one of them was Jerry the one that really scared her she just ran away from him oh she got about about a foot away and that was it she tore off the other way she was having none of it left dad to fend for himself but you can call us at 210-308-8867 oh here you go no no that's that's here here this is you 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 all righty what's going on gentlemen i'm excited are you what are you excited about because milton has proclaimed mm-hmm. that there's no way we cannot have rain this week no we can't we we, we don't have a continuous one i'll have to take it back now what because monday there is no uh there's no chance of rain, but yeah, he's most, make, he's making fun of me most every day of the week. Yeah, except for Monday for some reason. According now, to any of you that have service. a background in math, you probably don't want to listen to this conversation because <laughs> you may not want to. Yes. Yeah, this is a, what. Yeah, J- Jerry's extrapolating my fact that every day except Monday has at least a twenty percent chance. Well, that's uh, five days at twenty percent. What is that? That's a hundred percent chance of rain. But, if you guys are uh, done with your statistics, uh-huh. uh, one of the exciting things is that there's uh, some wonderful dreamland zinnias out there. He's changing the subject. Yeah, 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 there are some pretty zinnias. Oh and gosh, yeah. And what's that? What's that? Ch- Trace's favorite. Uh, it's another one. He profusion. Uh, profusion. That's yeah. right, Milton. Yeah. And I used those for the first time this year, and. Uh, they're pretty spectacular. They they work well in small containers. They got they attract the uh, pollinators just like the the big zinnias do, and they uh, continuously produce more flowers. Uh, kind of a little bit like our uh, um, omega. No, your your vincas. Uh, no, the deer. The oh, ones a deer don't. Uh, Uh, It's not Vinca? Yes, it is Vinca. It is Vinca. Vinca, because Vinca keeps producing the mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah the new the blooms so you never really notice that they're <laughs> that they're losing their they're losing blooms yeah you know they don't well they do make seed I think they only make seed in the fall I don't know but they re- certainly reseed in the uh, the spring yeah yeah uh, when we were growing those different colors out out of 
uh, versus farm out at uh, Von Army. I had a whole front, had probably acre, a half acre of uh, plants of all the different colors of Vinca before they were on the market. And uh, I never had grown them for, for seed, but uh, in the fall, when they began to drop their leaves, they were full of seed. Yeah. Well, and of course, the, Z- the zinnias, especially the dreamland, are really oh, yeah. notorious for dropping the seed and re. Now, let's see, we got three months left of uh, potential zinnia blooms. Yeah. And there's also, at the same price, as far as I know, there's also some snapdragons out there. Oh, yeah, I think you said yeah. that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're smaller versions, so, uh, but there should be soon, should be some of the larger version yeah. out there. And, uh, because that's always in my in my mind. That's the big competition between the in the cut flower garden between the zinnias and the snapdragons. Yeah. Because for these next three months, they'll both bloom and do well. Be spectacular. And you hate to you hate to remove zinnias uh, for for the sake of the snapdragons. <laughs> zinnias are pro- uh, snapdragons are are beautiful, of course, and they tolerate cold weather, oh, yeah. but uh, the zinnias are the real, are most attractive to the uh, pollinators, you know, yeah. the butterflies and then, and the uh, hummingbirds and the bees, and so if you can get another three months bloom out of them, that's mm-hmm. so much the better. Uh, I've also, and I've noticed this several years in a row, uh, when walking in, one of the prettiest blooming plants we've got on the nursery is Pavonia, rock rose. Hmm. And those things, I'm wondering if those things are not uh, uh, short day uh, sensitive or uh, intermediate day sensitive to bloom. Because in the, the ones that I've seen that are just spectacular are in the fall. Yeah, pioneers like them too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are uh, <laughs> that bloom is uh, it's well it's it, I think it's in the hibiscus family. Yeah, it reminds me uh, it's in the, that same league in terms of uh, uh, growth habit. Uh, uh, blue plumbago, kind of an old fashioned, you know. Yeah. Give me, give them, give them enough room, they'll take it up and they'll fill mm-hmm. it full. Oh blooms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of he'll lay down and have to. Another one that is that way is uh, the that blue plumbago. By the way, is on sale in the it number is. one pot for oh, eight eighty eight. Miss Miss Flowers, right another one in yeah. that same league that where they uh, fill up the space and they're yeah. constant blooms and uh, are real attractive to yeah. all the butterflies and the bees and the hummingbirds. But we used to think of that uh, pavonia as only, well, it's good in arid places, arid soil, once it gets established. But we used to think of it in, as rock gar- in rock gardens. Some rock rose, yeah. Yeah, I thought, always thought of it in rock gardens. And, uh, but it, it's, uh, right now it's only available in pink, that uh, beautiful pink. But uh, we have found, or a lady in uh, Kerrville has found one that's damn near red. Hmm. 
and uh, we're in the process of uh, getting some nurseries to propagate it. And uh, <laughs> the interesting thing about it was uh, <laughs> she sent me a picture of it, and I looked at it, I said, hell, this damn thing is maroon. You know, I see. Yeah, everything. See you see everything is maroon. And <laughs> and so I wrote her back. I said, this, this picture looks like they're maroon. And she wrote me a very kind email back. She said, yeah. Then. My husband and I, she's the only one got these in the world. And she said, my husband and I have have, decided, have talked it over. And we don't think they're maroon. We think they're crimson. I said, where'd you go to school? Where do you think she went to school? Arkansas. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, if they're crimson to the originator, we'll, yeah. we'll have to call them crimson. <laughs> and and so, so to really put her down, I, uh, I sent the pictures to uh, Dr. Landberger, who has one of these... Uh, international color books mm -hmm. where you compare it to block plotches. Yeah. And uh, he said it, it borders on maroon. But? But she's right. It's crazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that'll be exciting coming on the market. She named she named it, uh, wanted to name it after her mother. Oh, okay. She's passed away. So we'll be, we'll we'll be a gardener. But All these flowers are uh, wonderful and still a real potential for them to bloom this fall. Oh, the ones yeah. on sale are zinnias and snapdragons and blue plumbago. What else, Milton? Oh, that are on sale? Yeah. The, 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 any of, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Mexican bird of paradise. Lantana. Yeah. Star jasmine. Oh, well, no, I was th thinking more of the kind of the showy... Uh, well, that, that, they're good. Well, actually. Lantana would be that. Mexican bird. But uh, but at least those three, you know, four, what, four for five dollars on mm -hmm. the Zinnias and the yeah. Snapdragons. I don't know what the Pombagos are. They're a little more expensive. They're uh, 888 in the number one pot. Yeah, they're a perennial and come back yeah. pretty invincible. And uh, they got something else that might help us during this drought recovery of our lawns. Stepping stone. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they hadn't sold out of those. Hmm. Usually they sell out pretty fast of those. Yeah, I think he did last time. Says, he must have got a new shipment. They're on sale <laughs> for one eighty-eight. And a piece we'll ten. We'll tell the size. Ten for fifteen dollars. They're eight inches by two inches by sixteen inches. Yeah. So they're two two inches tall, eight inches wide. I don't know. Yeah, and, and 16 long. Nobody, they can't see that. No, they, they're they looking at their radio. They uh -huh. can see me just fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're regularly two ninety nine, right at $3. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're... And we got them last time. Uh, I haven't gotten them this time, but I'm tempted to. Uh, and they're doing great. They, they made a big difference for exactly what we wanted them for. They don't was, take oh. much water either. No, we haven't watered them at all, and they look yeah. great. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, what I was thinking about is a lot of people got bare spots in their in their lawn. Are that, is that dangerous? Yeah, it is. 
Uh, was, was there? They'll come there and sleep there. Yeah. Damn bear. <laughs> raccoon spots. <laughs> raccoon <Yeah>. spots. <laughs> but anyway, uh, while you already got dead grass and dead air. Oh, okay. Uh, you well, you know, they're take not take advantage not, of these stones. They're not on sale, but there is a huge selection of winter vegetables. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. Do you see them? Everything we um, on our most of our list. The last two, I think, my last two columns were talked about winter vegetables, and and uh, PlantAnswers.com dot com has got a ton of information on uh, winter vegetables. Yeah. So if you're ready. Um, you know, we look on September as kind of the starting of the winter vegetable time. And you got you got a, you got a little time. I know Jerry and yeah. uh, somebody had a discussion last week about whether yeah, you whether. had to rush with this hundred degree heat. No, you don't. You can. Uh, they they are not as they, most of them will survive, but they they don't love hundred degree heat mm. just like we are. They. Look on it as a, a real challenge, uh, vegetables. But but it seems that they're establishing a root system during that hundred degree temperature. Yeah, I, w- I would be interested to see uh, how we haven't gotten too many reports on tomatoes. Yeah. Than, yeah. Oh yeah. Mine mine are showing a lot of uh, a Christmas yeah. tree kind of look oh, and Christmas with tree. thin leaves. Yeah, thin leaves, but they're uh, still growing up. And Ruby Crush is slowly putting on fo- on uh, fruit yeah but most everything else and spider mite problems as uh, uh, spider mites out there with the seat too oh you see spider mites oh, no. i've seen a few yeah oh. well i mean i've seen a <laughs> it's a strange the pattern on the plants is uh are uh, again just like uh i don't know if i should uh, bring this up or not just just the thunderbird is Seems to be most susceptible to Quit the, that, Kevin. Cut the, the spider mites compared to the uh, uh, ruby crush. That's and, blasphemous. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my, what's the what's the uh, fish? Red snapper. Uh, red snapper <laughs> doesn't seem to have any. We should have oh. just named that the fish. Uh, the fish. Yeah, <laughs> the fish. Uh, that's the way I remember it. <laughs> the fish. But uh, anyway, uh, so well, maybe next week, the the high temperatures and the low temperatures are going to drop. Yep. Maybe we hope it's a permanent kind of movement, and we'll see some real exciting growth on the tomatoes. And uh, yeah, it'd be time to put those vegetables right in the garden. And if people have bought those, or they're in bought them in gallon containers. And they're looking kind of bad. Uh, same way with any plants uh, that are in containers and are, you've let them dry down. I know people wouldn't let them dry down when the temperature is 105. But if you have done that, do the old soak them in a the tub uh, routine. In other words, fill a bucket or a, some large container that will like hold a, water. Yeah, like a storage bin. That would be easy. Yeah, to, yeah. They're only... And, uh, Three or four dollars. My my family had done a job on uh, some Ro- Belinda's Dream Rose and uh, the yellow fl- uh, uh, Theralis? Theralis. Esperanza. You're good, Milton. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you being on there. <laughs> Thanks. 
uh, <laughs> the Rallis and, and every branch on there burnt back, dead leaves on. Hmm. And uh, so I I brought them over to my house, and I had some uh, buckets there. And I filled them halfway full of water and then put mm-hmm. those plants in there. In other words, water, let them uptake water from the bottom. That's only half the story. <laughs> he didn't tell you that uh, he went, went in and used the, put the water in the bathtub and put the plants in. And, you, know, <laughs> he, 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 you know, he's really into water conservation. <laughs> there he's, you go. Yeah. And he's used did a bath and uh Replenish the water <laughs> supply of the plants. There you go. Wow. Who uh, was it that used to do? Uh, <laughs> Bud Little. Express. Bud Little. Huh? Bud Little. Oh, yeah. Bud, yeah. We used Bud to get him about uh, using the bath water. water on the roses. Yeah, and he'd take a shower and he'd collect yeah, the water and correct. carry it out to the, to but the roses. He had to quit doing that because the neighbors all moved out. <laughs> I think that was his but plan, he, though. He's just a little guy. Uh, Just move on, Milton. It was a little family. Uh huh. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Cute little family. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's talk to Tom on line one. Hey, Tom, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Hey, um, I just had a question. I I was. Uh you know, it's harder and harder to find six packs of vegetable plants these days. And I was trying to get a jump on some of the fall plants, the broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. And I've tried to grow them in the past from seed and with really no luck. <clears throat> and this year is appearing to be no exception. Um, the plants, you know, they germinate. They grow about an inch and a half or two inches tall. And they seem to basically... Uh, Dial for the root, right? Yeah, basically, they, uh, it looks like they're just laying over and the right yeah. at the ground level. It looks like something's pinched them almost. I mean, it's right. like yeah, got a, a, a bend or a kink in the stem. Right, right, yeah. That's they die cool. off, <laughs> and so the question, I guess, is: Are they really viable from seed? I, you know, I looked up a couple of things about oh, you need a grow light, you need to, need to have it right over the plants. To avoid them, you know, getting too tall. But I don't. I just wanted to ask that question. I guess what's is there anything magical about planting these things from seed in containers that will, or any ideas that I could use that? Well, uh, what kind of plants? Broccoli and oh, all of cabbage. All kind of fall. I've got an idea that'll work every time. What's that? They never die. Come over to Mailburgers and get the recommended varieties of transplants. Yeah, I, I would do that, but you know, I'm I'm going to probably plant six or eight of the, each of these, and and again, most of the nurseries aren't selling. It's hard to find six packs at a reasonable price, and to spend you yeah. know two or two yeah. and a half dollars on a plant. And you know, really, these these vegetables aren't something that are. Uh, they're not like tomatoes that have a tremendous difference in flavor. They're, you know, cabbage is a cabbage is a cabbage, whether I grow it or buy it at H-E-B. And so I hate, you know, I'm just, you know. It's well, but, things. yeah, in terms, of the, in terms of the greens, it is a, um, 
that works better, easier to grow, of course, if you use transplants. And we've all, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, we've, we've used, Jerry and I have used two-inch um, transplants for years and years and recommended Peacocks, them. Yeah. Now, yeah, now, now I love those four-inch and those five-and-a-half-inch, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, they're so much easier, especially when in this kind of heat. It's almost, for me anyway, it's almost impossible to keep those uh, peach two pots. and peach pots yeah. uh, in good good shape. I mean, the yeah. commercial growers yeah. can do it because they got plenty of water. Yeah. Now the oh, there's other yeah. the the other thing is that there's a there is a list of uh, uh, winter vegetables that d- do great by seed. You know, lettuce and uh, beets and radishes and uh, rutabagas and sure. you know it's some some of the greens rutabagas. Yeah, no, not gonna forget them. <laughs> but uh, no, you're these the uh, the transplants that uh, are being sold on this San Antonio market were tested. The varieties were tested and. Uh, can tolerate heat and cold, and uh, if if we lo- we lose the variety, like we started out with uh, green comet uh, broccoli, and then we went to Bacchus B A C C U S, and uh, and these are field tested. In other words, we go out there and plant uh, twenty varieties in a in a commercial field. And uh, see which ones perform the best. Yeah, I think he's he's convinced they do well. He just is not convinced that. Well, the problem is he can't get seed of these. Oh, 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 oh. These are these are hybrid varieties. That's why they do so well, and uh, you can't get seed of these uh, unless you you're willing to pay a very expensive price for it. So why buy? Why you're in the best varieties of uh, vegetables in the world right here in San Antonio. It's not that way everywhere, but uh, uh, Trace and Millburgers and all the nurseries in town strive to have the best varieties for you to try, in, and especially in four and a half inch. Now, there's less and less two and a half inch, like you're talking about. Six packs, but uh, I don't know if you've ever more. There's more in the spring than in the in the fall, for hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so much easier to grow them in the spring. Oh yeah, but uh, if I were you, I'd <laughs> I would not uh, worry about the seed because what you what you're seeing is what we call damping off. Uh, it's exactly like you described, where the little plants get about uh, what inch and a half, two inches, and then falls over, mainly because uh, they've been kept too moist. They've had too been watered too much, and didn't get enough light. Uh, that's where the grow lights and all that stuff mm. comes in. Uh, <laughs> I have to laugh. Had to laugh at uh, uh, Forrest Appleton one year. His family, uh, who love him dearly, 
mm-hmm. knows that he likes uh, to grow plants. So for for uh, Christmas, they gave him a uh, little uh, kit that you grow in the house, put 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 next to the window, and uh, and and grow grow your own transplant. Of course, Forrest can work. He works with me and and all the nurseries. He can get those transplants by the thousand. Oh, and uh, uh, I said, Forrest, what are you going to do with that thing? I said, Does it hold water? Can we put a goldfish in there or something? <laughs> and uh, I said, He said, I've got to try it. The kids gave it to me. I said, Okay, give it a try. About a year later, he said, well, I said, where's your greenhouse? Little greenhouse to grow plants. He said, I think it's in the garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is the garage where, <laughs> things, it's, where it's just gardening not, things go to die? Yeah. If you can get the right transplants, the right varieties and stuff, uh, you're foolish not to just use transplants from a reputable nursery. All right. Thanks, Tom. Bye, Tom. Good luck. Hey, thanks. Let us know what you try, if yeah. you try, and if you have some success on uh, uh, whichever route you go, uh, let us know, too. Yeah, I would I would go and try rutabagas first. <laughs> you're going to have good luck with those rutabagas because you're hoping you, like hell you you know, you, like they're you only eat. Die. If you only eat two, two or three vegetables like Jerry, yeah. you don't have to worry about uh, growing different things. But the, poor poor garden. But, but the two, two or three vegetables that I do eat are easy to grow like there that. You go. Thank you, Tom. Tell us what goes on. We want to hear. Uh, and uh, Radishes, too. Yeah. Radishes. And beets. Good. Calvin recommended beets. They beat them. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Burgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30. No, it's not Elvis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. And, Trace, you want to talk to Tom's situation real quick? I have some super six-pack cool-weather vegetables. So during the call, Trace went and heard your dilemma, Tom, and he went out and got them, and they're here now. That quick. That's That's the kind of power he has. <laughs> Did you say what you have in super six packs? I know what I started with. I okay, know I had broccoli and kale and cabbage and eggplant. Okay, but I think they're missing something. There was something else too. And those are the varieties that Jerry keeps bragging on. Uh, the, yeah, it's green magic broccoli. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of peppers there too. Quite a few peppers. peppers. A lot of them have peppers on them. And you got. We talked about. Ornamental peppers last week, in, and uh, <laughs> the, uh, 
Milton making obscene signs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and uh, as I was walking in, there were some beautiful uh, ornamental peppers, and they're, they're just beginning to set fruit. Most of them, uh, well, there's one of them solid fruit, and then there's one of them that's getting ready to put on some fruit. I like the ones with the purple leaves. Yeah. Now, you're still doing that deal where you'll heat test them for people that buy them? Custom? Not, not on those because they don't taste good. Oh, no, really? The ornamentals don't taste good. Huh. Astringent would be the word I'd oh, really? put on it, yes. Well, that's interesting. I don't know. I didn't know. I, that. I, I, well, you yeah. don't like peppers. Mainly because I didn't eat them. No. You don't, eat, you don't eat half the things you the, grow. The the girls do eat I'm going to go right. full Greg Grant on you. You don't eat half the things you grow. How do you know how they taste? I'm sorry, Trace. What were you saying? I say the girls do eat them. I see them put yeah. them and go put them in their pockets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and the ornamentals? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll have to ask them how they taste. I guess they taste good if they keep doing it. Well, I'm, I'm sure they're hot. They yeah. just don't have any flavor. Oh, did, did you also see there were... The, article in the paper about the uh, discontinuing the pepper-flavored uh, uh, vet, um, chips. No, no. no. Some, at, least, at least one brand because <laughs> of the people were <laughs> consuming so many getting, getting ill and uh, uh, I guess I don't I didn't get a chance to read the whole article but I don't know if it's just young people or what it was but they they had to re- Rethink the idea, so oh, they didn't have huh. the, they didn't have the stomach for it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah. It was too easy but to eat them. I think. Huh? Yeah. Speaking of buy, that was a joke. Did, uh, oh, did, did we? Did that, uh. that Patrice <laughs> said he, they didn't have the stomach for it. Milton yeah. got it. Okay. Jerry yeah, did. yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I did the little rim shot for him. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. What was that? Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Speaking of my favorite. So, Tom, fashion. come on over today. <laughs> yeah, we've got you taken care of. Uh, speaking of my favorite vegetable, mm-hmm. I was looking through. Uh, I guess it was last week's deal. Last week's uh, advertisement. Uh, Which one was that? Was that okra? No, that's uh, rutabaga. S- spinach. Oh. Behind David Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, okay. All that spinach. Oh, the, the world is really uh, That's Jerry's really world. Huh? Jerry used to show his kids uh, pictures, you know, in the, nah, in the wild parts. Now he's got David show, uh, <laughs> showing My David. little David. Well, they were the same height. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, that's... Uh, Sorry, David, I went that's, there. Uh, that's uh, Trace, that yeah, David, uh, yeah. not, not me. Saturday, September 23rd, starts at 10 a.m., a free seminar at uh, Melberg's here. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool then. It will cool off by then. And uh, David's going to be talking about cool weather vegetables for your fall garden. And I bet we'll be loaded with uh, great broccoli and... Some cauliflower. I guess you get cauliflower. cauliflower. Collards. Collards. Kale. 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 Probably. Hear that <laughs> echo, Melody? Mm-hmm. There might be lettuce by then. Uh, yeah, they have some oh, lettuce. There's, uh, there's some. Are there be there beets out there? I believe. I, I think I might have. Yeah. 
Yeah, not a not a huge number, but there's some some beets. Yeah, um, my that's my favorite green is from the beets. Oh yeah, and the and of course the the beet itself, the I've, root is. I've heard Trace out there that's singing that, hmm? telling people what table to put the beets on. The beets go on table three, table three. The beets go on. No. Okay, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a... Can you uh, hit him easier than <laughs> no, that? No. This is nice, yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I think. But anyway, we look forward to that, but I would just... It made me hungry to see all that... Uh, David working with uh, Dr. Stein with the spinach growers, and... Uh, that's a, that's a good, great picture, David. Now, there's a in my article in uh, Express News today. We talk about the spinach, and that it's probably not good to expect it to do real well if you plant it right now. That's right. But soon, soon another maybe another month or so, onions, <laughs> and uh, what else did we talk about, Jerry? Onions uh, and. Uh, Oh, there was, oh, you, oh, potatoes. Yeah, you got mentioned potatoes. Potatoes. That that's a always fun to. I always recommend about February first, but there's some gardeners that do them a little earlier than that. When do we get? When do you get your seed I, potatoes? I would expect uh, f- first part of February. Yeah. yeah. So. I always have better luck with the red, uh, like red Pontiac. And oh, yeah. Those than the, the Kittyback. That Kittyback's white. So, but uh, uh, potatoes are, uh, if you, they don't store as well, and they're not a huge production here, but the wonderful new potatoes are, if you, and you can use them, you can start harvesting them as soon as they start blooming. Yeah. And then you can wait and harvest the. Uh, the majority of them after the uh, the plants decline, and of course, Milton, with all the rain we've had, you mm-hmm. don't want them let them sit too long in the ground. Hmm. It's good the, so- the soil gets soggy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did Did you ever get a question answered about your April rains? I didn't check the emails. No. Okay. I'm gonna maybe maybe he's he will he's out. One one thing that, uh, (laughs) you know, some of the greatest discoveries we find just by accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, So years ago, uh, I was working with uh, Dr. Roland Roberts up in the High Plains. And uh, he was wanting me to grow some bublets of granex, those little little round bublet things. Uh, they used to, they used to sell them in nurseries, but they were long day bublets. So so uh, they most of they never would bulb, uh, but they'd make a large plant. Uh, so we said, well, according to the books, you know, all the books, uh, if we plant short day varieties in a long day, like uh, July, so, you know, we usually plant them in, in, in uh, January, February. But if we planted the seed in... Uh, <laughs> 
in July, uh, we could get get them go to do a true short day phenomena and go produce bubbles rather than big onions. Mm. <coughs> uh, that that, that bubbles. That's an accent, I guess, a Tennessee accent. That is. Yeah, bubbles. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we did it. Adversus, they always put up with stuff we'd come up with. Uh, but they seeded them in July. Uh, Gran X, Grano, uh, 1015Y, several several varieties like that. And what we found out is that there's very few that are true short-day varieties. Uh, but Granex was. And, uh, I mean, every year they would plant them, and the key was to get them up. And Versus never had good water. And so they would get them up in July. Where it hit a cool spot in uh, cool period in July. Yeah, they wouldn't have done it this year, probably. Yeah, and th- they would come up, and then they would immediately they would get about uh, four inches tall, and immediately go to a bubbling. And so, uh, but the ones that weren't short day, uh, the uh, Grano five hundred two, uh, some of the others, would continue to grow would not do a bubblet, would continue to grow, and they had, <laughs> they would have, uh, they did this several years in a row, they would have uh, green onions, large green onions, bulb onions, in uh, selling their stands uh, in uh, October. And, uh, uh, they said that was the only thing that had ever outsold a tomato. Hmm. Was that those bubbly, fall bubbly. But the key to it was getting it up in July. Yeah, that'd be a good grower to do that. And uh, so we were talking, telling the people at A&M, you know, they, they know all things over there. And <laughs> so they said, no, you can't do that. That won't work. Mm-hmm. This was after we'd been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, Leonard Pike, the, the uh, guy that promoted uh, 1015Y, and all of them, Sam Codner and all of them said, you can't do that. That's impossible. And so we potted it. We, we uh, uh, got a bushel of onions about that big. Hmm. In October, and took a moment and said, "You want to see the impossible?" <laughs> and so, did, they, did they admit? Were they stunned by the? Oh well, you know. Or they just I, said, "Well, you can't do that. You can't do that every year." I said, uh-huh. "What about the last four or five years?" They they were anomalies. Yeah, they were. Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett, or Doc T, and uh, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick back in a moment on 930 AM Answer. I tell you it's a wide open space. 
It's everything between the Sabine. There's a little bit of everything in Texas. Just look around and you will see. There's a little bit of everything in Texas. And a whole lot of Texas in And if it seems like there's a little bit of everything in Texas in, that's crawling around in your home, then you need to get in the hold of Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. If you're like a just exasperated, um, look that up, because I'm not sure I used that right. Um, by the roaches, the rats, the fleas, the ants, the termites, the mosquitoes, whatever you got that's bugging you, there's one call you can make to Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, because since 1976, that's just a few years ago, Warren and the gang over at Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control have been helping both businesses and homeowners to stay pest-free. In fact, uh, he was telling me, I'm not going to say who it is, but he was telling me he uh, got a big contract yesterday from a big business that depends upon keeping pest-free, not only for their inventory, but also to stay open. So good for him, and uh, I'm glad it worked out, but that doesn't surprise me. Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, let him help you out. 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or online where you can read all about him at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Got three experts right here ready to talk gardening with you, uh, 210-308-8867. Have you noticed that there's no mosquitoes in Mailburger's nursery? Are my, there? My legs would... Uh, would disagree? Yes. Okay. Oh. We, well, we water all day long. So we have some mosquitoes. The reason I Not say that many. is because there's three of the largest citronella plants I've ever seen. There's six out there. Huh? There's six out oh. there. Oh. <laughs> For sale. And I was walking up here by them. Didn't see any mosquitoes. You know, so there you go. must be those citronella if you plants. If you look at... Uh, and Trace was mentioning the watering situation. Even in your home, if you look mm-hmm. at your spigot, and if it leaks a little bit. Oh, good point. And, uh, and it, usually the the greens are all up there, and, and that's another place where the mosquitoes kind of hang out because of there's uh, water and there's foliage. And uh, so that's a, that's a good place to look for it. So I'll yeah. bet. As many as many uh, locations as there's spigots here at Milberger's that there's probably some, but they've also got the the. Uh, do you still have that uh, system? No. Now that was uh, I was kind of excited about that. What Milton does a good job of explaining that uh, system that. Uh, oh, the into care. Yeah. Yeah, that Spider-Man has. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. Uh, it not only controls uh, mosquitoes, but it uh, does not harm the uh, very uh, very little harm to the butterfly population. Yeah, because there's it's not spray. It's uh, it's not a yeah. frog. Although Spider Man can do that, but uh, this one targets. Uh, yeah, targets, and they 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 pick it up and they spread it. The mosquitoes do throughout the the yard where other mosquitoes are, are apt to light. And it's venereal. 
Stop helping me. Uh, <laughs> that's why, that's why we, that's why it is. That's why we were able to see so many uh butterflies including those uh, giant swallowtails this uh, mm-hmm. this morning when we got there. It was spectacular. They were out back on the uh Oh, what's where, where where did Calvin go? I heard him a minute ago. Calvin? Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I'm trying I'm trying to uh uh, have Trace help me uh, identify the, that plant over there. That, not that the, zinnias, not uh, no. blue plumbago. It was uh, the one last fall that was spectacular, and it started a, It's doing a, the same thing this year. The butterflies are, oh. and bees are really attracted to it in the fall. They kind of ignore it in the summer, but the, the huh. fall. Last year, I believe you talked about the butterfly vine, and hmm. it's over that direction. It's the f- the first roll, Trace. I don't know if you. Re- <laughs> and, uh, oh, those are zinnias. No, th- not the zinnias. It's uh, mums. I'll think of it. Vincus? Mil- or Milton will. Vincus? No, no. It's a, we we haven't mentioned it yet, and it, it's not not on sale. But it's not a, Pavonia. Mexican bird of paradise is over there. No, it's a it's a annual. Uh, Dianthus. Dianthus. Oh, Milton, you're so Look brilliant. at you. Oh, he's talking first row from here, so I might yeah. go the other direction. Yeah, you were coming in. Yeah, yeah he's going oh, out. okay. Yeah, but that that uh, was really, a, and I, I think it's probably the same now, too, to, to go out there and check that out. They're just loaded with three or four different selections of uh, butterflies, including the giant swallowtails out there. Yeah, and this is a good time to plant dianthus. Because it'll, it'll, it'll take pretty hard freeze. Yeah, it's a great, great. I don't uh, know if it'll take as much coal as uh, pansies or not. I think it will. Will take as much coal as pansies. Yeah, well, some of them made it. Through. I, I've got some dianthus left in my landscape. I don't oh, have yeah. any pansies left in my landscape. But, uh, I've had some last three or four years. Uh huh. You know, cut them back periodically when they have a, a bloom sets uh, seed pods. These and the dianthus are amazing in terms of their root yeah. production. They're tough. Sometimes it's hard to get them out of the container itself. And we think they're monarchs here. Well, they're monarchs. Are, yes, they're supposed to be here. Well, but we have monarch caterpillars. That's right. So there's only got one way to get here, those. And uh, and I've I've seen. One in my landscape and a couple of other gardeners have seen monarchs. Oh, good. But not not the numbers we would expect. But uh, uh, that was Mary on your staff was saying that there were uh, monarch uh, caterpillars showing up. And uh, did we we want to tell alert everybody? Uh, you tell the difference. The queen mm. the queen butterflies have three of those sets of uh, I call them antlers, but they're uh, Feelers kind of off the top, off the back, mm-hmm. and uh, monarchs only have two, one at each end. So that that's the difference. Otherwise, those caterpillars look almost the same. Yeah. But they should be here. So be watching for the the monarchs. The f- butterflies are pretty easy to tell the difference between the queens and the monarchs. Yeah, I was reading uh, in the paper. A new a new person, I don't know him, I never met him, Kevin Pride of Garden Style S.A., writing about uh, fall flowers for migrating monarchs. 
And Kevin writes, uh, milkweed is necessary as a host plant for monarch caterpillars, but tropical milkweed may be problematic. Does he say why? Yes. Unless it is trimmed back at the uh, end of the season, it can keep monarchs from continuing their migration. That's those stupid monarchs, they ought to know. You know, they know to migrate. You know, you're going to get letters from those monarchs if you, you don't watch you it. Would th- you would think, as smart or as instinctually as they are, that they would know when the weather turns well, to certain conditions. They, 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 they just are faced with a, a, a tough decision. Should, uh, they, should <laughs> they take use of those uh Tropical milkweeds, yeah, and have some extra sex this winter, Ooh, or Calvin, or should they uh, <laughs> concentrate on getting to their uh, to their wintering grounds so they can sleep some extra this winter? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I vote for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> San Antonio actually has a bit of a bit of milkweed growing a lo- a bit. Quite a bit, okay. quite a bit of milkweed growing along the roadsides, especially, uh, and he names the type of butterfly, or type of uh, that's, that's the one we Uh-oh. used in our programs. However, monarchs aren't typically laying eggs in the fall. They're simply passing through. we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 9.30 a.m. The answer right after this. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Hey, we're ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Trace, what else is going on? Y'all are setting up for the... Is the maze open yet? I saw It is not open. Almost open? It is almost, yes. I'm pretty sure... uh, it will probably be ready by next weekend, and then they'll, oh. they'll start working on some of these other ones. I can't wait to see the new driver you talk about that's <laughs> spectacular and will fit right into the, the job of being a Halloween he train says, driver. He, he says he can, so we will see. Okay. He, he's not here today. I'll show him. Oh, okay. He'll be here tomorrow. Okay. Which so means I, I have to break it to him. He's going to be here all those weekends. Oh, no. Yep. Okay. Well, he may be yelling in anger. <laughs> yeah, I had fun doing it, so he'll have fun doing yeah. it. Yeah. Did you tell him that uh, nobody over 12 can ride it, including Jerry and Mel- and uh, Milton? I I have told him that, uh, and he will have people that uh, artificially say they're that age as well. Oh, just to be able to ride the train. All right. Well, gentlemen, what else? That so we got that that coming up, and 
Are you, do you have any more hay coming? Maybe this weekend, this week when the when no, the and, ah. But we do have it out, so I mean, oh, that uh, attracts the rain. It too? does attract the rain. Okay, you well, need the, to put that down. Then we got our <laughs> we got our special uh, stash in the back where it can't get wet. Yeah, we need to. You need to do your hay dance so that it, yeah, we get rain. What are you doing? Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Ah, um, did you ever get the uh, the? This is. I'm hoping the answer is yes, but maybe or maybe you have news. Remember some of the plants that you were excited about, uh, but then no. Okay. No. You don't remember, or no? It's not happening. Okay, when I've tried to place the order. They Rats. weren't there. Okay. Well, why would you need all those exotic plants when you got zinnias and uh, marigolds and uh, um, vinca and uh, dianthus? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we'll have some. Uh, oh, oh, the one with the fragrance. What's the uh, with the little white flowers? Gosh, those are nice too. Alyssum? Yeah, Alyssum for the winter. They actually had it available this week, but I, no, I might wait a week or two to make sure it's yeah. going to cool off. There's another one that the uh, uh, butterflies like, the bees like. So, well, and we, what do we got in terms of, uh, let's see, we've got, in terms of vines, have we got coral vines still left? There was coral vine, there was Carolina jasmine, star jasmine. Uh, mm-hmm. Madame Rosie trumpet vine was out any, there. In uh, any butterfly we a butterfly uh, vine? No, uh, no. Cross vine there. there Cross was. vines out yeah. there. Cross vines out there. I think I saw some pipe vine. <clears throat> did you Did you say you have red? Uh, pretty sure. The what? The the yeah, pretty sure the coral vine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now on the be, beware on the coral vine is uh, it's when the cold weather comes it'll uh, die back to the ground but it'll be back yeah and, I'll be back and <laughs> it's like all of them. Mm-hmm. it's uh, all <laughs> star in terms of uh, attracting pollinators no oh, yeah that's what you want to accomplish great for taking photos of mm. bees and Butterflies and things like that on that red coral vine. It uh, is w- one of the. Uh, I've seen some uh, gardeners though that start to shake when they see the level of bees. <laughs> oh bee yeah! If there, if anybody it's is impressive. <laughs> yeah, if anybody is sensitive to to bee stinks, although I've never been bit, bit by a bee, even though I've got it growing all over every place. But uh, yeah, uh, it. It is. Uh, it does attract the bees for sure. <laughs> yeah. The uh, any any of you have probably never. Some of you may have never heard of this red one. Very rare. And uh, the interesting thing about that red one, it's like flare hibiscus. It's got a almost a fluorescent uh, color. It's very difficult to get the true color in a picture. Oh, in a photo. Huh? Yeah, photo. Yeah. Uh, especially old di- digital cameras. I don't. I never have tried it with the old types of film. But uh, 
I've tried every imaginable way to get a good picture of it with a digital camera and uh, never had any luck with it. You're You're a little better on a cloudy day. I think the coral, uh, the 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 deer will eat at coral vine, but it grows so fast that yeah, it finds tell? a finds a place that where the deer can't reach it or grows on. I've got it where it's tried to grow on the fence, but it doesn't grow on the deer <laughs> side of the fence. It grows on the other side. Oh, okay. So that that's an interesting phenomenon yeah. too. But that, that anything that uh, has limited or uh, quite a bit of control on the coral vine it should be welcome because beautiful blooms blooms constantly from late spring to uh to no, the yeah. cool weather but it also is it's pretty aggressive it'll cover, grow over at the top of your trees <laughs> and your small slow moving children yeah that's right you want to <laughs> motivation they, they, you talk about the uh phantom or or the vampires get, getting the kids that don't behave. Well, now you talk about the coral vine will get you if you don't get you your exercise. That you said the deer will eat them in your eat eat the. Well, tips. it seems to be that because just based on the fact that the that I never see the vine cross into the deer country. It okay. grows on the hmm. fence on the other side. Yeah, but well, it, that'd, that'd be, be a, interesting if anybody's got any other experience, different experience. Yeah, that'd be a good. Uh, a wildlife plant then uh, if you could attract the insects and feed the deer you know we always say deer won't eat the Asian jasmine but uh, when my Asian when I had Asian jasmine uh, they were just when they just come up uh, and sprouting out the deer loved them and and I, I loved the deer for pruning them back for me yeah well you, you tell me about it because i have a neighbor that she will not talk to me because i assured her the deer would not eat her Asiatic jasmine, and she put so much work work into it and the and the planting got smaller and smaller and smaller as the deer harvested the, hmm. the new growth on it. <laughs> well mine was on old growth but it was on uh it was new growth coming out and no deer they loved it and made made the Asian jasmine much nicer because it it was tip pruning it. They were tip pruning it. And uh, that's what first brought the deer to my neighborhood or to my yard. Mm-hmm. It wasn't those that I dropped off from my neighborhood? No, oh. no, no. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have some of those more if you need some. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like with the freeze, took care of all my Asian jasmine out of the trees oh. and out of the fences and right off the house. And I was going to have to climb up in those trees, Milton. That'd have been something to see. Yeah, you should tell you should tell Jeremy you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to do be, that tomorrow. I'll be climbing up the trees to uh, yeah. <laughs> Milton. It would be like the uh, neighbors in my in my neighborhood when the Tilly fox, uh, trees the fox. Oh wow! Yeah, they, they, everybody's just fascinated by that. Why is that? Why is that fox running away from Tilly? And why, how in the world did it get up and up in those trees? Uh, it's almost like it's a game. 
game with the <laughs> folks. And Tilly, Tilly doesn't really want to catch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she has this obligation, you know, responsibility to chase it, of mm-hmm. course. Was it Gray Fox? Huh? Gray Fox. Gray right? Fox, yeah. yeah. And it looks, looks bigger than she is. I don't. Yeah. I think it's probably weighs about the same as she does. They're mm. they're pretty foxes. <laughs> but they're two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. They're fox. Sandy, Sandy wants a pet fox. Does she? Yeah, she does. Oh, oh, that the. Where do you get a pet fox? I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, they're 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 just showing off, you know, on your your phone when they when they have all those. Uh, <laughs> oh, the social networking uh, deals, and there's a lot of these, a lot of fox examples oh, that it becomes of foxes sort of pets. semi-domesticated. That, yeah, and yeah. the fact that in some urban areas there's more fox than there are cats and dogs. And, and, oh Lord! And they're just, they're, could, they're is just it possible there's a reason there's, there's a, more fox is than there cats? A connection? Yes. Yeah. 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 They they oh. supposedly target uh, cats. cats? Yeah, because if they can climb trees and the cat's defense is climbing trees, that's not good. Well, I don't think they're as skillful as cats at climbing, yeah. but they are. You know, it just amazes me how they get up there. How in the world do they get up there, Tilly? <laughs> I mean, that, that doesn't yeah. look like a, something that a fox could do, Yeah, climb that tree. Uh, Neil had a question uh, about uh, uh, losing lantanas. And we think of lantana as being one of our toughest plants, mm-hmm. pollinator plant too. Uh, he got a question. I've had a few uh, lantanas decline and die, and now the one on the left of my photo that he sent Neil looks like it's going too. The one on the right looks fine. Water and sun were good. No, was not. Anyway, Neil answers. The plant either needs more nitrogen or it needs help with uh, lace bug control. Mm. I don't know if I've ever heard of uh, lace bugs killing lantana. I know they just... Disfigure the leaves. Disfigure is a good word, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess if they stay on there and feed on those leaves long enough, uh, they could weaken it. I could see why they could weaken it, but I don't know about killing it. Said if the pale color is uniform over the entire plant, over the entire, all the leaf surfaces, that would be low nitrogen. I can't uh, imagine a nitrogen being a, a issue like that. I mean, <laughs> it, it'll utilize nitrogen, but it, I don't, doesn't seem to kill it if it doesn't have a yeah nitrogen. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's a severe symptom. Death. Mm. <laughs> They're tough. That lantana's <laughs> tough, man. Uh, and a water-soluble plant food should perk it up, peak it up very suddenly. On the other hand, if it's uh, the leaves are tan and mottled, uh, and if you see small black specks on the backs of the leaves, 
they are infested with lash bugs uh, long and short of a uh, long scourge of lantanas and many other garden plants. This was not a real... We talked a lot about uh, lace bugs, and mm-hmm. Trace brought up some of the alternatives in terms of control, but I really haven't seen as much damage as I expected mm-hmm. from lace bugs on, on it. Have you gotten those kind of reports, Trace? No, actually not, and my uh, my lantana in the front is my how I used to tell, but my wife made me replace it with Blackfoot <laughs> Daisy after my mother-in-law ran over my mailbox. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're Twice. still upset about that. Twice. No. Twice. Oh, no. Same time? Two different times? Uh, two, two different days. Oh, okay. <laughs> that seems like a really strange way to express your frustration with your... I know it. Son-in-law. <laughs> mm. But anyway, uh, that was an interesting question. And, uh, of course... Uh, <laughs> Neil always talks about chinch bugs. You know, he he thinks that uh, they do a lot. The chinch bugs get get destruct get get the blame for destruction of the uh, plants, grass uh, rather than heat. Uh, no, no, no. Where Neil says. He gets the blame for chinch bugs destruction, hmm. and so I always think of uh, uh, entomologists we had thirty years ago here, uh, stationed in Uvalde, and uh, he told he we were, I was talking about chinch bugs one time, and he says, "You don't have chinch bugs in San Antonio." And I said, well, he said, you have big-eyed bugs. They're called big-eyed bugs. This is professional in the mouth. And so so uh, one, of the, one of the best uh, landscapers around and sold a lot of grass, his name was Joe Bradbury. And he worked with Arthur Milberger <laughs> to sell hellacious bunch of grass. And uh, when I... Uh, told Joe, I said, Joe, did you know we don't have chinch bugs here in San Antonio? And he looked at me like, I'll beat you to death if you ever say that again. <laughs> and he would when he made that mistake. I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Every time you find some chinch bugs, I want you to check me out, take me a specimen. And bring bring it to the office, and uh, I'll mail it over to our our boy in uh, Uvalde. And uh, so he thought that was a good idea, rather than going in and beat the kid, beat the hell out of the guy. Uh, but that was Joe's way. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, he started bringing me chinch bugs, and I kept. Pumping them over to uh, Uvalde, I said, "These crazy landscapers over here think these are chinch bugs. They're not big-eyed they, bugs. They don't know they're really big-eyed bugs." And after about mm, 
50 specimens hmm. sent over there. He calls, he says, I think you got chinch bugs in <laughs> there, You know, Trace, isn't the, uh, uh, if I remember, it was floor tam that didn't get... Yeah, it's supposed to be resistant yeah. to chinch Now, how about, the, how about that The relative of floor tam that you, that's one of the... I'm, I'm pretty sure that's part of the testing that Arthur's doing in, at the moment. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Arthur Miller's... Yeah, what, 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 what's the name of that term? Uh, Pro Vista. Pro Vista. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neat name. If you can remember it. Milt, can you remember it for us? Sure, ProVista. ProVista. Yeah, it may still be resistant to change, but yeah. Floratam, the original Floratam, may mm. still be resistant to chinch bugs. Only one entomologist in the United States who was in Dallas uh, says that came out with the declaration that Floratam is no longer resistant to oh, chinch. Oh, it just evolved that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's chinch, resistant to chinch bugs. Well, I wouldn't think they could grow Floratam in Dallas anyway. They had it in their test plots. I didn't. I don't trust this guy anyway. But uh, Terry doesn't trust anybody. No. <laughs> And but entomologists are yeah. equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like Arthur said, they're, they're testing that now. Well, as long as we're on that, uh, tell us about that ProVista. Is it still, you can get it every Friday, or what's the deal? Uh, so there's no limitations on that one. Um, so pretty much any day that we're bringing grass, although right now we are only bringing grass Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, if the weather does cool off, we'll pick up Saturday and and then we'll go back to normal every day but Sunday. But um, We can't just get two or three pallets of grass. We have to get 18. Um, so we got to, and it doesn't have to be all one variety, but we got to have enough demand to not have 10 pallets sitting here in 100-degree weather. It'll be oh, unsellable yeah. in a day. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Grass has a worse expiration than milk. milk. Really? Yes. And that and that's uh, the, uh, supposedly a relative of Floratam. It is a relative and has, uh, as far as we know, has all the same kind of mm-hmm. positive characteristics of thing, and plus cold resistant. Yeah, well, and somebody who wrote about it, I understand, forgot to mention <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, also that. you I can we- you can weed it with uh, uh, glyphosate and. Won't it's it's the only grass as far as I know that will not be affected by the by the Roundup, and the it kills the weeds but not the grass. Yeah. So that's a pretty a pretty exciting uh, development. Oh, there. Oh yeah. They've also been working on it for years yeah. and millions well, of dollars on it. So uh, weed killers are all temperature sensitive, except for Roundup or glyphosate. Um, so you can spray the right thing at the wrong time and do a whole lot of damage or do exactly what you want. So things like uh, Weed Be Gone, for example, needs like a 60 to 90 degree window to be functioning. Well, that's very limited times of the year that, that we would not uh, cause more damage than good. Uh, the Weed Free Zone has like a 40 to 85 degree window. So once it gets hot, you don't have those options Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool because it could be zero degrees outside or 110. Roundup's going to work. Hmm. And the neat thing about it is if your neighbor sees you using it, 
and decide to use it on his or your lawn, you'll kill the whole damn lawn with that roundup, glyphosate. Mm. And that, That's a neat thing? <laughs> that comes if you want to mess with your neighbor, you know. Uh. Uh, that brings up this problem or questions. Well, hang on. Can you hold, hold on to the question a second? We need to take a break. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 is the number. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. I got Texas in my soul. Dallas, Fort Worth, San Angelo, Houston, Austin, And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, call us or come visit us at 1604 on Forty Road. The nursery is absolutely gorgeous today, so uh, come on by. Oh, yeah. Say of all kinds of great color. All right, what else is going on, gentlemen? Uh, uh, I want. Uh, we probably need to mention to people that haven't been listening to every show about this ProVista. Can you give us the advantages of ProVista? No, we, we did one with the glyphosate. Yeah, we, we mentioned the, the you can use Roundup on it and not kill it. It's and supposed it, to be we, more shade tolerant. No, nah, well, that's, that's what they yeah, say. Yes, it is. Yeah, that, that's, to, me. To, me, to me, that was the, the percentages were was hard hard to make that claim, but the other thing is the growth rate. Yeah. So it, it doesn't grow as tall as the uh, Floritam, so you do have and they a say lot less mowing than the other. Yeah. Uh, and they say it's uh, darker green, isn't it? That's one thing everybody says. Seems to be darker green. Darker green with less water because it's supposed to be less water, like Floritam. Yeah. So it has palmetto bred into it, so it should have more shade forgiveness. Oh, is that right? Uh, should be, I didn't know it had problems. Should be more disease resistant. Um, everything about it says it's number one. <laughs> we'll find out in the long run, but right now that's number one. So, if if people are reestablishing their lawn uh, and and need to use Saint Augustine, and you oh, sorry, and uh, it's slower growing. I'm reading a review of it online. Oh. Yeah, it's so slower. slower growing. Wait a minute. I love to cut my uh, mow your uh, Apparently, these people do not because they're very excited. <laughs> that it, 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 let's see. It says 40% less mowing means uh, uh, it comes every two weeks rather than... Every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's anyway. got a lot of advantages. Now, it's, it's a little bit more expensive but since people are reestablishing their lawns in a lot of places, uh, probably be worth the investment. Now, a few a uh, few months ago, it was one of the few uh, varieties that was that was available. Yeah, it was available, yeah. yeah. Now I don't, I don't know. Is there more now trace that are available? No. Or is the Provista one of the uh, the few that? So there are limited of. I believe FJ is limited, Palmetto is limited, Raleigh is limited, and Pro Vista 
is not limited. Okay. So, yeah, in terms of if you, uh, it's one of those you could explore in terms of solving your, your needs. Yeah. Or, of course, that, that uh, overall order is important, uh, that 1,400 that, or uh, that Trace mentioned, you, they, it's not automatic, but it's, it's one of the easiest to get. Yeah. We have Greg on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Greg, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, gentlemen? Good. What's going on? Well, I have uh, some sad news to report from, from North Texas on a oh, no. old pepper. Oh, no. Okay. Well, as, as y'all are aware, it's been... 120 degrees every day for three straight months uh no rain and um the 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 joel i got down there uh did really well got it transplanted got new growth even got some buds on it and last saturday i had to run out to west texas for for one day and uh watered it that morning got back on sunday and it was droopy and shriveled Mm. So, uh, so I came over and I gave it some water, gave it a hug, kind of, kind of. That's what broke it, it up, broke a stem. Yeah, but I, I petted its little shriveled leaves and told oh, it it's going to be okay. And that's sweet. It just, uh, I finally had to give the eulogy yesterday. Did mm. uh did it uh, did the stem main stem shrivel up at the ground? Well, no. So it all the, all the leaves shriveled. So the stem was still green. Uh, oh, was so it? I, I I clipped the leaves, but then throughout the week, that stem starting at the top just turned brown, and oh, okay. it slowly worked its way all the way down to the base. And uh, so you know what? You know off. what was wrong with that pepper? Well, I don't. I mean, I water that thing every single day. Yeah. And, uh, so it I was, was gone for it, just. It was dying. That was probably. It was already on its way out, huh? <laughs> but uh, you only had one. I only bought one. I should have bought a couple, and uh, of course I chastised the three females that that I live with here uh, <laughs> that uh, watch me water every single day, and they didn't they didn't think to water it that night. But it sounds like maybe it was. Is done, but it was. It looks so healthy. I can't believe in one day it just. Yeah, that is weird. Up. Have you pulled it up yet? No, I just I cut that stem off. There's about an inch of it sticking out of the pot. I just cut it, just to see. It's probably useless, but you know. Okay. Uh, I've had. Are that. you going to pull it up? Uh, at some point I will, I guess. Well, look and see <laughs> if the roots are black. Okay, I can do they, that. They should be, uh, they should be uh, a kind of a dirty brown, you yeah. know. Well, but if they're yeah. black, that's a, now I've, a root rot. I had almost the exact same experience you did, but don't be too quick to. Um, I kind of left mine and had a, a couple of recoveries. Oh, is that right? Mm. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's not. It's it's not. Uh, prosperous aggressive growth that you you'd like but it's hanging on 
And so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that uh, it'll make it to this cooling weather and then there'll be a response. Now, what good news for you is that you've got seed, right? Well, uh, not on the Lejeune because I, uh, you know, I bought it a couple weeks ago from uh, Millburgers, and I, I think there weren't any peppers on it. Okay, so, well, I thought you had, the one that died was Rio Grande Gold, wasn't it? No, the one no, that died was, was Lejeune. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, the Lejeune. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, those. Those Rio Grande Golds, my gosh, those, those things are about to take over the, the whole uh, area. <laughs> yeah, they uh, Ben's got a good pepper there. Yeah, they okay. they're loaded up with new buds, and the the VHN nine sixty eight's doing good. Good. Uh, it's got good growth, and um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the pepper, the the, the Lejeune didn't make it. So All right. Well, maybe, I, I, it's just sad. I happen to have some more LaJoe seed in the refrigerator. Well, there's also right. a few LaJoe, well, at least there were this morning out there in the Yeah, in the yeah, still left. Yeah. So, so there, uh, it, I guess there's no way, uh, you, you can't overwinter those plants, can you? I well, mean, if, if, peppers, you, peppers do a fair job. Yeah. Let's see, where are you now? We're uh, just east of Dallas. East of Dallas. Yeah, uh, so it gets it gets cold, but I was wondering if, because I'll be back through San Antonio here in, in three or four weeks, if y'all happen to have any LaJoe's left, uh, I could pick a couple of them up and try to, try to keep them through the winter, but... Well, not, that's, a, that's a lot of trouble. Uh, we'll probably have... Probably have some more next next spring. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, as far as overwintering, uh, of course we're we're south of you for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was thinking about the Vandewallis used to try to overwinter uh, jalapeno peppers for the uh, their hot sauce, picante sauce, and. Uh, they tried everything to try to keep them through the winter, but even though the main stem would be alive, they never recovered. Hmm. Yeah, to be be yeah. A vi- as vigorous as a new plant would have been. Chili patines. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I was just thinking that some some chili patines, depending on where they're oh yeah growing, manage to stay. Hmm. Stay alive. Did you get any of uh, Parsons Potent Chili Penguins? Uh, no, I didn't because I've got um, I've got an old heritage uh, uh, pekin plant that I've had for years. We used to hunt down in uh, Catula. There you go. And um, the, the old rancher that had the place had a wild pekin pepper plant right next to his back door, <laughs> and that um, my that gosh, that thing was four or five feet tall. And oh, yeah. um, one year I, I harvested a couple of those peppers and, and kept the seeds out of them. And so each year I, I grow one, and I just kind of keep feeding off that original stock. But, are they small? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're pea-sized, but my gosh, those things are hot. Lot, lots <laughs> of them, huh? How do you, how yeah. do you uh, f- uh, keep, keep from the birds eating them all? <laughs> they can't yeah. eat them all. Yeah. Yeah, they, we do a pretty good job here in our backyard. We've got a bunch of berry 
plants, a lot of American beady berries, and um, of course, lots of feed. So they they really haven't ever messed with that bean plant. Hmm. Well, thanks, Greg. We're sorry. Come visit yeah. us when you come to San Antonio, though. Yeah, probably uh, second week of October. I, I'll hope to swing by. But um, uh, real quick, Milton, I'm I'm an, in agreement with you on the Sinisa rain theory. Thank you. I've, I've got five Sinisas that hadn't bloomed since April, which was the last time we got rain. So um, I, I think it's scientifically proven now. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm taking. Greg, Greg is clearly a very sharp, right, a sharp listener. We're we're, we're going to have to uh, put. Up. They've been blooming around here, so we'll see if we get some rain this week. Greg, Greg, uh, Greg are you also a graduate of the uh, University of Texas? I knew he was going there. Uh, I was I was going to go the other direction, but uh, okay. No, no, no. Oh, I'm not okay. a what what the Aggies call them tea sippers. I'm not a I'm not a tea sipper. <laughs> but clearly very intelligent thank, thank, thank you greg goodness, yeah cool thanks greg that's funny i'm glad glad we have two members of the group now all right <laughs> we're gonna uh before we go to break let's jump and help bill real quick at 210-308-8867 hi bill welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today oh doing well thanks uh i just come in on the tail end of a conversation you're always having with trace did mm-hmm. he say that Roundup would stop working at a certain temperature? Did no. I hear that right? No, Roundup works no matter what the temperature is. That was the advantage. Okay. It, it it's will, a little bit. It slow. works slow when it's yeah. cold, but it still mm-hmm. works. Okay, okay. And then the, yeah, the one we were talking about I, is just the glyphosate. So Roundup does make some other products that have other ingredients, and those are not safe. Well, um, this. The one that I have isn't uh, labeled as Roundup. It's labeled as Killzall. Killzall. That's, that's glyphosate. You just got to make sure it only has glyphosate and none of the other stuff that's in it if you're going to spray it on the Provista. Okay. Okay. Um, and I know when I spray it, I, I thought it wasn't working, but it took about a week, I guess, before that's I started about, seeing any change. That's about normal. Wow, that's, that's not, not bad normal. at all. We but the, but the colder, I mean, I've seen it sprayed in January, for example, and it took a month to do the same yeah. job that it would take huh. five to seven days this time of year. Okay, but about a week, that that's normal. Uh, that sounds normal, yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. Hey, thanks. Thanks for waiting, sir. So for it to work faster, it has to have other products added to it. So they do have things oh. that will show the results much much faster but it's but, not just glyphosate no in which case you don't want to use those on provis correct okay let's take a break and come back in a moment 210-308-8867 more of Millburgers gardening south texas coming up i'm milton glick on 9 30 a.m the answer Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Here's a tool that you should have definitely now, and that's a tree hugger sprinkler for your gardening. If you've got a, a new plant, a new tree, new shrub, if you have uh, does it sound weird or does it sound okay? Okay. Or if you have uh, uh, just trying to, to water efficiently and effectively, I did what I was said I was going to do. I used my tree hugger sprinkler last uh, on my Monday on my watering day. I used it, you know, about 
20 to 30 minutes, move it 20 to 30 minutes, move it 20, 30 minutes for the whole time. And the grass looks good. It's, uh, it looks like it was a little deep watering, but barely on. So anyway, or that, uh, okay, sorry. So that if they don't, well, hold on for that. <laughs> if you don't know what the tree hugger sprinkler is, come by Millburgers where they've got all three sizes, 7, 11, and 15-inch. It's uh, Think of it as a big donut, hard plastic donut with a hinge on it. You can open it up and close it or hug it around the tree. Thank you. And turn it on just a little bit. To water the root ball, or even higher, to water away from the root ball more toward the drip line. Tree hugger sounds angry, doesn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, check out the tree hugger sprinkler. It's a great tool to have, and especially with the way that we're going now. With uh, you want to be efficient and effective with the watering. You don't want to waste, and you want to make sure you're doing what you need to be doing. So check it out, tree hugger sprinklers. Dot com, treehuggersprinklers.com, and uh, we need to make a video with the tree hugger sprinkler with your sound effects on it. There you go. And send it to them. Uh, you can check them out here at Melburgers and at HEB. 210-308-8867. Mark's here with us. Mark Peterson, how are you? Great. Good, good. What's I'm, going I'm, on? I'm very happy. I'm wearing my Detroit Lions. Oh, hat, so. yeah. I bet you're happy. Uh, we're very happy. Ecstatic. Detroit fans are very happy. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I've seen lots of Facebook posts. Yes, I've been reading them all morning. It's all right. Well, uh, what's going on? Well, I was just driving around listening to the show, and uh, I just wanted to throw in a little something about uh, the grasses. Okay, throw it uh, in. And I had mentioned this to one of the people I'm on a blog with is 2005 to 2008, we did our saw study. And uh, they were wondering about floor tam, and I said, oh, floor tam. On 18 inches of soil, floor tam was equal to Bermuda in drought tolerance. And then I got to thinking, oh, then I added to them and said some of the newer ones, FJ Select and Pro Vista. And then I got to thinking, well, you know what? We have all these wonderful new grass selections, but we it, they don't meet the criteria in the ordinance. That is, they were never tested. And I was wondering, how are we going to test these? And it came up at the expo, um, the TTA people, Texas Turf Association, kind of stopped me and said, hey, 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 how can we test these? Mm-hmm. And I went, well, the, the test center has been kind of abandoned. But uh, but uh, maybe there's a way. So I'm kind of throwing it out to you guys and everyone out there in Radioland is, how can we test these things to... So that the ordinance says these are the 13 or so uh, selections that a new home or business can only use. So technically, if you had a new home, you couldn't use the ProVista. Oh, wow. And I would say, oh, no, I want to use the ProVista for all the reasons why you you talked about earlier. So, So anybody call back in or more, more likely call your city council person or or SAW's board member and see if we can figure out a way to get these new selections into the into the arena. And what is the thing? You can't use it because it's so, one of the 13 that can only be used? So, yeah, of the test that was done in 2005-2008, um, we said, okay, these selections can only have survived 60 days of drought and still survived. 
and those were 13 Bermudas, uh, right. a couple of Zoysias, or fi- five or so Zoysias, five or so um, Bermudas, uh, essentially all Bermudas, and uh, and and Floritam. Mm, okay. That was the big one, and, uh, and I, I was so thankful after that. But anyway, there, according to the ordinance, you can only use these oh, for okay. new home construction and new business construction. Afterwards, if you want to replace your lawn, you can use anything you want. Gotcha. On four inches of soil, right? Is that what it was? Well, that, the, the, t- the, the tests that everybody made, these 13 were uh, on 15 to 18 inches. 18, so yeah, yeah. nobody survived four inches and uh, 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. It so, uh, but uh, but be interesting it, to see here if six inches is... Well, that was the thing. The one other thing we learned is when... When when do these uh, two type or three types of grasses, the San Augustine, Zoja, and Bermuda, start to fire up? And we learned, you know, because they're watering them once a week, or or after they stop watering them, you know, when was the time frame that they started? And it was about well, the Bermudas. Bermudas went, eh, I don't like this. I'm going dormant. And the Zojas, it was about about 18 to 20 days and they started firing and kind of went kaput um and the same thing with the the saint augustine's about the same time frame except for floritan it was kind of like you know keep chugging away what happened to that test area well that was the thing um we kind of kind of abandoned it we we saw us i know but it's still there yeah it's still there I haven't been out there in about, I don't know, about eight, eight, ten months. Yeah. But it's still there. Technically, Charles Swanson and I went and tested everything, all the electronics and the motors, and that was all capable. It was just kind of, uh, kind of weedy and, yeah, and abandoned. I did see the biggest uh, black widow I ever saw in my entire yeah. life there. <laughs> on, the, on the rails. I was checking the rails to make there's sure a that... Few, the, there's a few or, sna- snakes out there. There's a, more than a few. <laughs> more than a few. And all kinds, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a variety. It's a circle of life. So oh. we could have a, well, yeah, a wildlife center in, in addition to yeah. the research project. So, so anyway, yeah, it was, it was an interesting question. And you guys had... Uh, talked about these grasses and i'm trying, like well yeah you know, can we use them i was trying to remember what so the you could day, replace date was not. we we can expand their usage is, yeah yeah better way of saying it what was it kevin oh it's the, the, I, I don't can't remember I, an article i was writing about the testing and then i was trying to remember when that was uh, uh, i yeah. guess 2008 yeah we started lucky. we started let's see i i i joined saws in '06. And the testing, you you had begun the initial testing and on then, that, and I kind of took it over okay. on that. Oh, and then I went to uh, you, you A&M. Went to, either that or you went to another department, I can't remember. Oh. So anyway, that, that but uh, you had started it in 05. That's why I remember, because I have all the reports and everything. Oh. Um, all the monthly reports okay, and the final so report. I, I could have still been at Sauce. Yeah. Hard telling, you know. Can't remember things. <laughs> really? Excellent. What was your name? It was such an exciting time. Anyway. Don't test him. <laughs> uh, did uh, uh, 
Who who owned that property? Out there? there you go. That's the even question. We own that property. Okay. We uh, it was originally we were leasing it from someone. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the other way around. We owned it fee simple, but we were leasing it to a uh, cattle. Okay. Just for cattle and and on that, and we had separated out, but we own that. Um, okay. And we own the structure. Okay. Um, good. <clears throat> So it's there. We can use it whenever we want. We just got to refurbish it or better develop a partnership. That's not the same site that I did the, uh, uh, we did the research on those varieties and their drought tolerance, is it? Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, Initially, uh, I can't can't remember. This is uh, off of um, uh, southwest of Mitchell Lake. You go, you go take the road past Mitchell Lake entrance and then make a right-hand turn, and then you have to know exactly where to make the left-hand turn onto the property. Yeah, that may be the same. Yeah. I think it's same the same side. place. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, what I was going to say, the more important would be developing a partnership, again, with TTA, um, Texas A&M, some other parties. Dr. Uh, Dr. Phipps wanted to... Uh, Dismantle everything and move it to Colorado, uh, to College Station. Hmm. And I'm like, have you ever seen those big fans that they have for the windmills? That's what it would all take to get all the rails um, on the rainout shelter and everything like that. And I'm like, no, no, no one's going to do that. It's going to be here. We just got to develop a partnership, and that I don't know, maybe something I could talk to, to Karen about. And, she talking? Is she still talking to you? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. she, she never stopped talking to me. No. Oh. All right. 210-308-8867. Yes? Oh, and the other thing, last week we were talking about acorns. Uh-huh. So red oaks take two years to germinate. Oh, yeah, yeah. White yeah, oaks take one year, and then live oaks take one year most of the time. So anyway, I sent Milton a what little. Is the, yeah, it, it was like at two oh one, and I sent him a. a what a is the, the deal on um, the huge production of of some of the oaks on the acorns? Is that a, is that an individual tree, and access to water situation, or uh, is there a general? Yeah, yeah yes and no. Uh, so oaks uh, go through a massive production every five to seven years. The all, all the oaks do that. So they, uh, they they might store enough nutrients and right. water. It's, to, to be well, it's, it's kind of an evolutionary technique where you just overwhelm all the squirrels and what have you. And so they go, well, we're going to have a better chance of growing them. But that five to seven um, may be dictated by weather conditions. And then also in the intervening time, weather conditions may... may, mm-hmm. may uh, May limit or or increase the amount. Yeah, that's so. a, the red oaks in my neighborhood are seem to be really yeah. producing a lot of acorns. Well, and, the, and then there's also the fact that what you know what Jerry and I would talk about. Well, the plant knows it's going to die, and so it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's putting out a lot of seed. Oh. Going, this is it. We're going down. I bet you haven't heard of the great squirrels. Stampede of eighteen twenty two. I did not eighteen twenty two. Yeah. All right. Is that anything? I'll let you read that. Oh, okay. All right. Is that related to the the great 
uh, earthquake? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, you know, similarly, you know that it, earthquake it, that was a New Madrid. Right? Yeah, right. it okay. mainly is is interesting because uh, it, it, they used to. That's a, that's a that's a red squirrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. The squirrels. Uh, How can you tell that's bright red? No, <laughs> it, it has uh, cute little ears, and it is a reddish color. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They uh, they said that uh, there was a shortage of acorns, or but uh, they were talking about. Uh, uh, okay, thirty seconds. You want to wait till you tomorrow? Think I can think of this in thirty minutes. No, I don't, yeah, no, I don't think thirty I, I, minutes or thirty seconds. So <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll find out more about this tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's because of teas. That's it. Yeah. Thank you to Mark doing a great job for uh, for us, and thanks to you for uh, listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow. Back here at Millburger 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The Answer.